the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. We're in Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing His resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. And set your minds, and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new, real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. So kill Deaden, deprive of power, the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you and is employed in sin, sexual vice, impurity, sensual appetites, unholy desires, and all greed and covetousness, for that is idolatry, the deifying of self and other created things instead of God. You know, Francis Schaeffer wrote a book, many of you probably read it, titled, How Should We Then Live?, And I think Paul could have titled this section or portion of Scripture the same. How should we then live? In John 14, verses 5 and 6, Thomas speaks to Jesus and he says, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by through me. As my friend Mike used to say, there is a way, and every other way is not the way. Paul has been pointing out the way. He's been pointing to the way. Some of the Colossians had lost their way and are now seeking a way, but not the way. Paul begins in chapter 3 telling us that we as Christians are actually at the beginning. He says, we as Christians have a way. And it's the life of Christ, the person. Paul has made it plain that our lives are not tied to a methodology, to a doctrine, or to a direction, but to a person. Paul begins in chapter 3 with, If then you have been raised with Christ. 
The truth is that in this resurrection, we were born in union with Christ. Do you ever think of it that way? You were born in union with Christ. You know, you see those things in the tabloids and in the news about these babies that are born and they're, they're sharing a brain or they may be sharing a heart. And when they're sharing a heart, they have to make a decision, don't they? And to give the heart solely to one is to take life from the other, isn't it? It separates them from life. The reason we have life is we have been joined to Christ. Apart from Him, we don't have life. To separate us from that heart, from that life, would to be to take life from us. But the enemy wants us to believe, as does the world, that we have a life apart from Him. That we can further that life, that we can improve that life, that we can say that what is temporal is my life. But the reality is, for the Christian, there is no life apart from Christ. There is no life. We were born in union with Him. If you've been raised with Christ, that's what Paul is saying, if you are shared in His resurrection, then you're no longer a sinner. You've been born anew. You are a saint, a child of God. Now, sin has no hold on this new life. Sin had no hold on Christ. And you are joined with Him. Sin has no hold on this life. To walk after the flesh is to live a lie. I've heard that Halloween, it's now the most popular holiday. Well, I want to tell you something. It's popular because all of us like to be something we're not. We like acting. We like play acting and we like getting dressed up. We like going into all of those things. The reality is that for those Christians who do not live to the truth, that their life is in Christ, they're playing Halloween year-round. They're walking up to everybody they see and saying, trick or treat. Are you going to treat me by uh, affirming my flesh? Or are you going to trick me? Somehow take me away from what I believe myself to be. Halloween is year-round for the carnal Christian. The world's not playing Halloween. They're dressing up in the truth of who they are. They have no life apart from God. Paul says, if you have this life, sin has no hold on you. You, in fact, have a choice, and your choice is to walk after the flesh, which is to dress up, be something that you're not, or to walk in the Spirit, which is to live to the truth of who you are. Galatians 5:24 and 25 says, And those who belong to Christ, that is the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature, with its passions and appetites and desires. If we live by the Spirit... Let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. If you have resurrected life in Christ, this new life should be appropriated into the soul and you should live it out and walk in it. Now you say, why are we going down this road? We've been down this road. And I'm going to tell you something, because we're about to head into a section of Scripture, verses 5 through 11 to start, that is going to tell you, don't do this, do that. Don't live this way, live that way. Make sure you stop doing this, make sure that you do that. 
And if you don't enter into this with the proper understanding of what is life for you, who is life for you, where all this is to come from, you're going to enter into a deception that somehow this is up to you to make happen. And if you do, it's going to be painful for you, but it needs to be. You need to understand there's only one place of life for you, and it's Jesus. It's part of the text that we're flowing this way. So that you understand, as Paul has made clear from the first part of Colossians 4, he has made clear the truth of who you are, the foundational truths of where you came from, the foundational truths of what Christ has done and how Christ has become your life. It's important that you embrace that. If you have been resurrected into a new life of Christ, this new life must be appropriated by faith. This is where we choose. We are not told to defeat sin. Now listen to me. We are not told to defeat sin, but to choose the life that already has. Do you understand the difference? We are not told to defeat sin, but to choose the life that already has. Many Christians have not understood this truth, uh, the truth of the life that they've received, and are looking to Jesus to help them resist temptation, to help them keep from falling, to help them straighten and change their lives. In essence, they want Him to supernaturally empower them to change their lives, to conform to whatever the Christian image is in their mind. That somehow I could become what I believe a Christian should be. And, and for a lot of Christians, it's all about becoming, changing, doing away with these things and embracing those things. And they, they miss the truth of the life. They miss the reality that they have a new life that has already overcome all of these things. They have missed the reality that if they walk in that life, those things will fall off. Those things will not hold them. Because what can hold the life of Christ? I know that there are Christians who believe that they are a gossip or believe that they are a hater or they believe that they are a homosexual or they believe that they are an alcoholic or they believe that you fill in the blank. And they have defined themselves by their behavior, but that's not the way God defines them. You look in Corinthians and you see how he describes those people and those were some pretty bad behaving people. What does he call them? Saints, because they carry the life of Christ within them. They have been joined to Him, and they are defined by the life, by birth, not by behavior. You know what? The reality that sin punishes sin is, an, is not a new idea. We all experience it moment by moment. But as we get into these things, Paul is going to say, do this, don't do that, behave like this, don't behave like that. But if you go out there and behave wrongly, it will prove to you that you have a new life. Because the things that you do apart from that life literally speak death to who you are. They speak death to your ability to enjoy your family. They speak death to your ability to enjoy what God has given you. They speak death to your, your ability to enjoy your marriage. They speak death to your ability to enjoy your job. They speak death to every little thing that you involve yourself in. Anything that you would embrace that you think has promise for life, if you are living apart from the truth of that life within you, it will meet, speak death to you. It will not speak hope. It will not speak promise. 
Christians want to believe that the idea behind being a Christian is that Christ comes in and supernaturally changes or empowers you one time to walk away from all of your sin so that you, by your determination, can relieve yourself of everything that you think is less than Christian. And you know what? It is a truth, but it it is a truth, not the truth. It is a way, but it is not the way, because it precludes the reality of your union with Christ, a life that has already defeated all those things. A life that has already cleansed you. A new life that you have. It sounds like the way, but it's not the way. It is by and through the appropriation of a new life in Christ, by faith, that we overcome the draw of the flesh in the world. Let's look again at Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. In Him I shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Now listen to this. Paul said that he died with Christ. Right? That is the I that no longer lives. That portion of Paul that died with Christ, it no longer lives. Through death of that I with Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin. That I that died was a slave to sin. That I that died was a slave to this world. That I that died could not resist sin. Sin was the natural fruit of who he was. But that I is dead. It is no longer alive. We are no longer slaves to sin. The penalty for sin has been paid. But I have received the life of Christ. The life that I now live. Now you see where Paul has a new life? You see it in there? Paul has a new life. The life that I now live, this is a different I. It is the I that was born in union with Christ and resurrected with Him. The life that I now live, the new life, the new I, I live by faith. So how do we live in the body now? By faith in the Son of God who has given us His life. Listen, Christ is not empowering us to change, but to be. That new life is not a slave to sin. That new life that is in you empowers you to be, to walk by faith in the truth of who you are, not to change. The Christian life is not us trying to defeat sin, but yielding to the life that already has. If we could change ourselves, we would have. That's not about what we do. It's about who we are and what we believe. If you could change yourself, wouldn't you? If You know, Mike, you said if you could take a pill and make all your bad behavior go away, would you take the pill? But you know what? For me, I'd need a pill about every ten minutes. And you know, the reality is, Because if I'm apart from Christ, the natural fruit of who I am is going to be sin. Even the good things that I would do would be sin. But if I'm in union with Him, if His life is in me, then if I yield to the inclinations of truth in me, then what I produce is the work and the life of Christ. And sin is no longer counted as who I am. My behavior no longer defines me, but my birth does. You have your name by your birth. You are who you are by your birth. Can you embrace that? 
Why am I going through this again? Because we're about to go down the line. Do this, don't do that. And the enemy walks in on it. Now, we know the truth intellectually, but we seem to forget it when it comes to the application of truth, don't we? And we see all the lines that says, this is what a Christian should look like, this is what a Christian shouldn't look like. And you say, okay, I need to correct this, I need to make sure this is right, I make sure. Because if I do that, I will be a good Christian. You've already walked away from the dynamic, the paradigm of your new life. It's so easy, isn't it? The reality is that we behave in the truth of who we are. That's obedience. It's our nurture. It's what we do. That's because we were born to it. When we disobey, when we, when we act like the world, it's because we begin thinking like the world and we begin believing that the world is our home. That's what's addressed later in, in Colossians 3 all the way throughout. We have a new identity. Paul's really making it clear that you have a way. And to walk as the world walks is not the way. It's not the person of Christ. It is the world. We have a life in us that is already overcome. We choose by faith to live that life by choosing Jesus and allowing that life that will not be enslaved, that will not be renamed to live through us. Verse 3 says, For as far as the world is concerned, you have died, and your new, real life is hidden with Christ in God. See, we have no longer any relationship to the world. We don't allow the world to define us. It's simply our classroom. In fact, it's no longer the place of our birth. Did you realize that? You weren't born in this world. You have been born again. You have a new birth. That new birth is in Christ Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age. Do not be shaped by it, fashioned after, adapted to its external superficial customs. Don't begin to believe like you belong. But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Where does the transformation take place within? It is by its new ideals and its new attitudes, so that you may prove, for who? For the church? For the deacons? For the holy folk? For whoever you try to impress, no. So that you may prove for yourself. Where's our biggest battle for our identity? Where does it take place? Does it take place with others or does it take place within? You want to prove for yourself who you are? Yield to the life within you. Live it out. For yourselves, what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in His sight for you, What is it to be transformed? What is being transformed? It's your soul by the power of the Spirit of God. As we yield to the the new life within us, as we yield to the new creation life that we have and allow that to be expressed through our mind, will, and emotion, no longer believing that the context of our existence is this world, no longer believing that this world tells us who we are, I can point to each one of you and I can say, I know what you do for a living. You do this, you do that. You do this, you do that. And every one of them, if I were to come up to you and ask you who you are, you would probably begin by giving me your name and secondly, what you do. But the reality of who you are is in Christ. Now that may seem a little ethereal for you. It may seem a little difficult for you to wrap your brain around. But the reality is that we need to wrap our brain around it. 
We need to renew our minds, no longer allowing the world to define us, and we need to walk in the reality that we have an identity, and it's in Christ. Because if we don't, then we're just another worldly individual out there trying to live beyond the world in our strength. And listen, when you're out there trying to establish your own righteousness, you've got a real uphill battle on your hands. Because i got to tell you, most Mormons behave better than most Christians I know. The Hindus make sacrifices that would absolutely make you faint. You wouldn't believe what they go through to be righteous. But you can't do it. You cannot shape yourself by your behavior. Now, the Hindus believe they can. The Mormons believe they can. Every other religion believes that it can. And it tries to. And some of the links they go to is absolutely amazing. But the reality is that you cannot shape yourself into being what God has called you to be. The life of Christ in you made you who you are as a Christian. We are to be transformed in the soul. Now listen, this is not a one-time event. It's not a one-time change-all event. This verse indicates... It's an ongoing work of faith, choosing the salvation of this new life over the self-centered patterns of walking after the flesh is a choice that has to be made moment by moment, isn't it? Wouldn't we all like a quick fix? Wouldn't we all like to go to one meeting, pray the right prayer, and be able to walk out of here, and then we could stand in our own righteousness? Now, I wonder why God hadn't made that happen. But the reality is that that isn't it. We have to choose. We have to choose moment by moment to live in the reality of the truth of who we are, or we choose moment by moment to live separate and apart from the truth of who we are. And we live to our future, and we live to our dreams, and we live to what we can do and what we can create. As verse 3 of Colossians 3 clearly shows, you're not changing an old life. Read that verse again. You're not changing an old life, but learning to live in a new one. Did you see that? You're learning to live in a new one. A life that doesn't need the world, but is kept secure, protected in the life of God. Your life as a worldling, a creature formed out of this earth, whose context for living is confined to this earth, is dead. It is as if it never existed except for the earth suit you're still wearing and the memories of a dead man. That's all that's left. That's all that's left. Second Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction. How do we conduct ourselves? How do we regulate our lives? We walk by faith. We regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction, our belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus we walk, not by sight or by appearances. You see, what you believe matters. That's how you walk. I didn't say it was who you are. Because it can be an absolute contrast to who you are. That's why so many people are so frustrated and so depressed. They're trying to conform themselves to an ideal. They're trying to conform themselves to some alternate reality. They're trying to make life into something other than Jesus. And you know what? To the degree that they begin to press that upon themselves, it drives them darker and deeper within. And they have a duality. 
They have the selves they believe themselves to be, and they have the selves they believe people will accept. And they're constantly at war. But let me tell you something. Neither one is right. You have a life that's in Christ. And we live out that life. And we love that life. And that is the life that increases us and expands us and gives us hope and gives us joy and empowers us to be all that Paul says we should be, all that Christ says we should be. 2 Corinthians 5.7 makes it clear. We walk by faith, believing ourselves to be all that God called us to be. We either identify with the old man who no longer exists and could never be accepted by God, or we identify with the new man, the new creation, that has no need to change but only to live by faith. Do you recognize that in the new creation? The new creation has no need to change, only to live by faith, to expand in who He is. You have a new life and we live it by faith. Verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, appears then you also will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. The invisible reality of who we are will be made manifest when we are revealed by Him who is our life. Who is our life. Notice that it does not say will be our life, but is our life. In His appearing, faith will become sight, and the veil of flesh will be torn, and the glory of God will be manifest. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation, rest in His life moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, The hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.